Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Donversations. If you're new here, welcome. So happy to have you here. And if you are returning, welcome back. Thanks so much for listening and I appreciate you being here. So today we have Elizabeth Harrington Haynes and she is um, a communications and connections coach. She deals with families, couples. Uh, she'd like to start focusing on mother-daughter relationships, especially in the teenage years. So that was super interesting to me. Um, anyway, so she also works with human design. And if you do not know what human design is, um, I'm going to read you the definition. It's a logical system that brings together principles of the I Ching, astrology, Kabbalah, the chakra system, and quantum physics. So I gave her my birth date time, place, information, as well as my husband, Nathan's. And I could not believe how accurate it was. I was floored. Half the time, it sounds like I'm not even still part of the interview because my jaw was just like dropped. So accurate. And she just speaks on it so eloquently. And she really went in depth way more than I thought she was going to. And it was fascinating. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Here we go. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you perfect. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. So where where do you live? Oh, you're in New Orleans. Close. I am in South Louisiana. So I'm actually west of New Orleans. I am um I'm west of Baton Rouge. Actually, I'm in Lafayette. Um, so I'm a little bit further, a little bit further closer to Texas, but not quite that far. Yeah, you don't have an accent at all. <laughs> I think it depends on the words, but um, I typically don't have, it's not super thick anyway, most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I wanted to have you on my podcast because I saw that you were a communications and connections coach. And I thought that sounds like something everybody could use. Absolutely. Um, whether you're married, single, you, you know, just have kids or whatever, friends, um, just helping people communicate. So what got you into that? Um, honestly, it was my own family and communication um, or my communication within my family, honestly. So between myself and my husband, our communication, um, he's been in the military the majority of the 10 years that we've been together. Um, and so with the military, you have trainings, you know, that you're several weeks to several months to, you know, a year away. Um, so we needed to learn how to communicate as well as possible um, in order oh to survive God. those, right? Right. <laughs> um, and then learning how to do that um, was a huge piece of why I find our relationship is so successful. And then also our kids. Um, our kids communicate in such different ways. I have a teenager and communicating with her is a whole different ballgame than communicating with the little kids. And so really digging into how I need to communicate with her versus how I communicate with them was something really big. And that's why I'm super passionate about, you know, communication within the family, in addition to within your marriage, because all of it's important. And if you want the whole family to work together, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And that's, gosh, that's a whole other facet there because <laughs> Um, getting your teenager to communicate, you know, it's just yes. like they go from being chatty and talking all about things to um, nothing happened at school. How did you get your daughter to communicate with you? Um, really? 
it sometimes it's still a struggle. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, she's 14, almost 15. It's it's hard sometimes. But um, the biggest help for me was to make sure that I was listening. And that sounds really silly, but like she'll be more willing to share if she knows that I am actively listening and I care. So sure. I'm I'm not on my phone when we're talking. I am, you know, making sure I'm doing the uh-huhs and the, oh, I bet you felt like this and things like that. Um, she really responds well to making sure that if I'm actively listening, she'll continue to talk. Um, that's not 100%, but it happens oh. more often than not, you know? <laughs> right. No, that's, that's great to know. I, we go out to eat a lot and I am so sad when I see possibly a single parent. I'm not sure if they're single, but there's only one parent there with their child and they're like on their phone and the child is not. And the child's just like looking around and I'm an empty nester. And so for me, I just say, I know how fast those years go and it breaks my heart to see the lack of communication and, you know, my husband, he tries to be the devil's advocate sometimes and says, you know, well, you don't know what their dynamic is, sure. you know, he, he, they could talk all the time in the car, the whole way there. And maybe he just has to check his work email or something. And it's like, yeah, I right. get that. It's just, just, it's sad to see from afar, assuming oh, definitely. what their relationship is like. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm not saying I'm not guilty of it. I'm definitely guilty of it. I work from home. Like <laughs> this is what I do. Um, yeah. you know, I work from my phone and from my computer, but if I really want her to talk with me, then I have to give her that. And I have to make sure that she's, you know, feeling validated, especially, especially if she's telling me something going on here or, you know, with her boyfriend or whatever, I have to make sure that her emotions are being validated. If she's feeling frustrated, like, man, that must be really frustrating. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of echoing her to where she's like, not just yelling into an empty space, (laughs) if you will. Right. Um, But again, it's not that I'm not guilty of it, but I definitely, I definitely try really hard. It's, it's an effort to make, especially because our phone, our, our phones have been become this, you know, thing in our society where we're dependent on it, you know? Well, they're handy. Yeah. Oh, they are. Literally handy. So (laughs) I think a lot of people are, did you, did you work from home prior to COVID? I did. I've worked from home for several years now. That's nice. I mean, now there's so many people that are in that boat. And I feel like that's, again, is another thing with communication. So I was a former hairstylist and I just loved the fact that my job meant people interacting with people like in the flesh and, and talking like you would if you were at a diner, you know, and it's just like after COVID, I felt like people literally just shut down, they you did. know, and they don't have to go into the workplace anymore and they can work from home. And then they didn't even want to leave their home. It was just such a crazy thing to happen. Oh, it, it's wild. And, and something that I've noticed being, you know, um, having, um, being a mom of young, young children. So there are moms and, and families who have COVID babies, right? These little babies who <laughs> were either born during COVID or right before COVID happened. And, and what they're noticing is that they are actually more socially delayed because of the lack of communication that these babies experienced, not from their parents, but from like just not being able to go to the park, not being able yeah. to, go, you know, like do normal, you know, Mother's Day out things for so long. They're literally delayed communication and, and emotional wise, which is very interesting um, to think about. Because yes, we we've we I I feel like we experienced a, a social regression of sorts. Because we then became so tech 
dependent even more so than we already were, of course. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's definitely something that I've noticed too, which is kind of scary as a communications, you know, coach, right. I'm like, Oh, well, you know, <laughs> that's not good. No, because that doesn't bode well for the future. And we need them. We need them to, to, you know, be able to communicate. So yeah, yeah. I feel like it was good for some people though, yes. maybe to slow down and realize that maybe they were working too much or just not focusing on family as much as they should. So I, I feel like it was a lot of time for introspection too. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So do you feel like you deal primarily with couples or is it, it varies? I do. Um, eventually I would really like to, um, branch out into like mother daughter coaching just because it, it impacted my life so much. I have all girls. I have three girls. Um, and so, <laughs> and the, that relationship that you're building with your daughters are, is so important and, it's hard. It is very difficult at times, but it's yeah, incredible. Hormones. Yes. <laughs> for both. Yes. For you yes. and for your kids. Exactly. I mean, everybody's got the hormones raging. Exactly. And so that part's really difficult. So eventually I would like to branch out into that sector. Um, maybe mother-daughter retreats, things like that. I've got some irons in the fire in some different areas uh, with some other um, different types of coaches. But for now, yes, I am definitely focusing on coaching um, for primarily couples, usually married. But I mean, I'll I'll definitely work with couples who, you know, that this is their long term partner. I just don't want to, you know, coach somebody who's just got into an, a relationship. I'm like, eh. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll answer your questions, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they're still fresh, right? In exactly. the honeymoon phase, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, mm, well, you know, um, but for 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 primarily for now I'm doing married couples or long-term couples just because I mean for most of us I mean those are us those of us who are you know my age or you know between years and my age as well and even people who are older than you as well it's like we need that we need to kind of come back to like why we even like the person in the first place sometimes yeah. <laughs> I hate to say that but you no, know sometimes we lose that you know with work and you know kids and everything else we lose that and so it's really important to get back to why you like them and then learn how to communicate with them. Because again, that, that just gets lost. Um, and our kids see it, our family sees it, it impacts our work life. It literally impacts everything. And then the divorce rates are really bad. Um, yeah. so I want to, I want to do my part and try to change that. That's kind of why I'm here because our, awesome. I feel like we deserve better. Now, don't get me wrong. I, there are some times where divorce is the option. It is it's the only one, you know, in, in case of abuse and things like that. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like for a lot of people, if the answer is help with their communication. Because if you can communicate clearly, we can figure out what the problem is. You know what I mean? Sure. And not just for bad. For exactly. Good too. Yes. You know, positive reinforcement and all that. Absolutely. Um, so it, do you always use the human design in in talking with people or is that something completely separate no human design is one of my biggest tools it is one of my favorite tools um it makes me it's just super intriguing um and it's actually it's never been wrong for me or anyone i've talked with which is really cool um so human design is uh just something that I came across about nine months ago and I was like, wow, this is really neat. And so I did my design, did my husband, did my kids, I did my friends. Yeah. And, um, and they were like, well, this is incredible. And I'm like, just think about, you know, how we could use it as a tool. And so I really started working on that. 
um, just using it as a tool to help people communicate. And then I'm like, well, I can make this into a business because before this, I was actually an online teacher. Um, so oh. I know it's a big jump there, but but not really because I'm still right, teaching people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. You, <laughs> you actually are embracing both. Right. Still teaching people just primarily more adults now, which is, which is great. I still love it. Um, but yes, if when I'm the first time I talk with a couple, typically I'll just, I'll look at their charts um, and I'll see, okay, so what's going on here? What's the most glaring piece? And then if, if we're doing, um, you know, a full rundown, I go head to toe and look at all, all of the energy centers, you know, all of the different pieces of the chart to see. And, and it's, it's like kind of like using your, um, I can't even think of the word now, not your horoscope, the astrology. Astro yes. <laughs> My brain. Uh, but <laughs> you know, use your astrology. Some people will try and use it as an excuse. And I'm like, whoa, they'll say, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a manifester and that's not how I work. And I'll say, hold on, pump the bricks. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can still be compassionate and loving and caring and empathetic. You can have all these things and still be a manifester. And so it's it's kind of like people say, well, I'm a Pisces and I don't work like that. Yeah. I'm like, right. well. Yeah, you can't really <laughs> stick to that. Right. But... I'm just like, you, we don't use them as excuses. We use them as tools to know how best we operate. And then we can we can operate best and then we can help others to operate best. I guess that's how I, I, I look at it anyway. Yeah. And I had no idea. I did an episode about human design. It hasn't aired yet, but I had no idea what it even was until I talked to this woman and I heard about it and she told me, and I was like, how did I not know about this? It has like, it involves everything I love. Yes. Yes. Um, so I did end up giving you um, my information and my husband's information. And so I'm just so curious, especially now that you said it's never been wrong. I'm curious what, what it says, what you're seeing. So um, whenever I pulled up yours and your husband's, now we talked about your husband's time, but I was, I was actually able to, so for those of you who don't know, for your human design, you need not only your birth date, month, and your year, but you also need a birth time and a place um, to get accurate uh, or to get as accurate as humanly possible. But your birth time can sometimes change things a lot or it can change things just a little, which thankfully for us with your husband, it only changed things a little from wee hours of the morning of that day to wee hours, you know, for to late, late at night, okay. which is good. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. So we've got, we've got pretty solid chart information here. So one thing um, that I noticed is that both of you are generators, which is actually pretty cool. Um, about 60% of the population on earth is their generators. Um, we make the world go round. I myself am also a generator. Okay. Um, and it's just that when we're doing something that we love and that we're super passionate about, um, we can't, we just excel. We have unlimited energy and we just keep going. So that works for both of you as well. So whenever you're doing things that you love, you can just keep going. And other people might look at you and be like, wow, that's incredible that you just, just can keep going. How do you just keep doing? <laughs> um, yeah. Because not everybody can, which is pretty cool. With you being in a manifesting generator, which is, a, it's a subtype of being a generator, you could actually be super passionate about more than one thing. So it could be, you know, hair and something else, you know, uh -huh. whereas us generators, we only have like one thing. So um, oh, that's funny. <laughs> it is, it is, it's very funny. Um, and so both of you being 
generators is really neat because when you're either apart or together, you just kind of have that Energizer Bunny thing going on. Um, something else that I noticed is that you guys are very complimentary in your charts. So a lot of things that say um, you have, as far as your energy centers are concerned, your husband, he actually may not and vice versa, which is very interesting um, because when you're, when you put you guys together, you make all of your, um, all of your energy centers are filled in. They're all, <laughs> which is pretty neat. Um, but it can also make for but having complimentary charts. It can also make for some confusion as far as, um, well, like, I don't understand how you work because we don't work the same way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not all the time, you know, it's just ever for, for some things. And it could be super minute. Um, you guys actually have a very similar um, thing. I'm not going to say it's an issue because it really isn't. But um, the if, if you happen to be looking at a chart, there's a spot on the chart. It's called the Ajna. Well, yours, Dawn, is, is closed um, and as is mine. And your husband's is open, as is my husband's. And so oh. what that means is your Ajna is like where you process all of your information. Ajna is uh, Sanskrit for third eye. And so it's like you take in all this information and then that's kind of how you make decisions. Um, whenever you have a closed Ajna like you and I, Dawn, we kind of see things. We get, we get the information and we see, oh, boom, this is the right answer. And we're very certain about it. So we get this information we're like, okay, cool, done. We've made the decision. It's, you know, we're good. Our husbands, on the other hand, not so much. Um, <laughs> they take in the information, they're processing, but they see lots of right answers. And they're like, oh, man, okay. And they, they come sometimes struggle being certain about things. Um, that can sometimes cause anxiety. Um and, and, and sometimes people with closed eyes, just like you and I, we can become confused or even frustrated at times because we're like, no, this is the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you're not understanding. This is the right answer. And our partners oh. are like, but no, <laughs> I, <laughs> I see that could be an answer, but I see these too, you know? And so we can kind of, you know, feel a little eh, whenever that happens. And I don't know if that happens for you guys, but it does happen for myself and my husband. Because right. it just, I'm like, oh, well, you know, but now that I actually recognize, hey, this is where he's coming from, he sees all the things, it actually works really well for his jobs that he has. He's a police officer and he's in the military. So he has these, he has to see all the options, you know, in order to make the best decisions and in order to help inform his superiors and the people below him too. So it's really neat how that is his job, um, you know, to see all the options and then to inform people. So I think it's pretty cool um, how we end up in jobs that a lot of times work out, especially jobs we're happy with, right? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, that we end up in jobs that we're happy with that actually work really well with our charts. So um, something else that I saw in you guys' chart was that, Dawn, whenever you go places, do you guys travel often? We like to. Okay. We we try to as much as we can, yes. Gotcha. And you did say you like to go out to eat a lot, right? Yeah. Okay. So whenever you happen to be out with different sets of friends or you're in different environments, your personality may vary a little bit. Um, and that's because of your identity center. Um, it's actually, it's it's not defined. Um, and so what that means is that whenever you're in a different place, you're taking in the energy from that place and it can actually 
affect the way that you act. Not in a negative or terrible way, um, but it can. And so on the other hand, your husband's is defined like mine. And so he's going to be the same no matter who he's with, where he is, you know, how much money he has, it doesn't matter. He's going to be like the same, very, very consistent individual. Again, on the other hand, yours will vary. And so that could be confusing to him at times because, I mean, depending on how long you guys have been together, which I did not ask, how long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together for 12 years oh, okay. and married for 10. Oh, well, yeah. Then you guys have been together for a while. So you, this is probably something that, you know, you guys may have written off his quirks or something and it, it probably doesn't bother you. But I know several, several couples that I've worked with. And they're like, Ugh, I can't stand the way my husband's personality varies depending on what he's who he's with. And I'm like, ooh, 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 that's not nice. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm gonna tell you why it happens. Um, and, it, and it's actually it's really cool, Dawn, because what that means is that you're like this social chameleon. And you all, you get to wear all these hats um, wherever you are. You get to kind of try on these different you know, feelings and personalities almost not like multiple personality disorder or anything, right. but it's just so cool. And I'm just like, wow, that's amazing because it would be really neat to do that. My eldest daughter actually has an open identity center and, um, she has told me she experienced this and she's like, I never knew that was what happened. I've always felt like I couldn't find myself. And so what happens is a lot of times people with these open identity centers go on these really long retreats trying to find themselves when in actuality they don't have to. Oh, that's funny. Well, I think I would kind of classify that or always thought of it as me being moody. Ah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, it fluctuates like that and I don't like it. Right. But that's just, I, yeah, I could totally see that being accurate. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, something else that I noticed for you guys is that you're being a, an, a manifesting generator. You, you have a, your throat is defined. And that means, so when you speak, you speak with purpose. You don't, you don't just like yammer on about something, even if it's small <laughs> talk, you, you still speak with purpose. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then and, and when you're speaking, you're probably telling people about how you're about to respond to something. Um, right. On the other hand, your husband's is open. And so he may find himself sometimes yammering on about something and he's like, man, I'm, I'm rambling or, you know, something to that effect. And, and again, this is, it doesn't, it may not happen. I know it happens as when people are younger, especially people can kind of fine tune it as they get older. So he may not do it as often, um, mm -hmm. as a younger person, but sometimes it's just like having that, especially if he's around you, because you have that defined throat, he may actually feel the pressure to speak when he doesn't have to, which is very oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, now both of you guys have, you, you have, so being a generator, we make these, we, the best way for us to make decisions is through what's called our sacral. And so it kind of gives us this, like these nudges of, uh-huh, or uh-uh, whenever we go to make decisions and you, you almost feel it like in your gut. It's like, oh yeah, I should do that. Or, mm. yeah. <laughs> right. But you guys are also emotional generators. So what that means is that your emotional center um, is defined. That's interesting because both of you have it. And so what that means is that you feel your emotions, your own, your own emotions very strongly, each of you, but you don't actually feel the other person's emotions. <laughs> so that can be really interesting whenever, you know, like Dawn's mad about something and so is the husband. And then you're just like, oh, 
you're both mad and you really can't, but, or maybe, maybe one of you's sad, one of you's mad. That can be kind of like, eh, because you can't feel what's going on with the other person, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you really have to actually physically communicate to them, I am sad because, <laughs> and it sounds super kindergarten-y because, but it's like, if they don't know what's going on, they can't help and vice versa, right? Right. Um, and so you guys feeling these emotions very strongly and they're only your own is, is it's a big deal. Um, but it's something that's interesting is that because you both are emotional generators, you also have, whenever you guys go to make like really big life decisions, I'm not talking about what's for dinner tomorrow. We're yeah. talking, you know, like, where are we going to go on this big vacation? Um, you know, are we going to sell this big stock? Are we going to, you know, buy a new car, things like that. You have to make sure that you're in an emotionally neutral place, both okay. of you, <laughs> right. both of you, um, because that when you're not and you make a big decision, that big decision will not resonate whenever you're back to, to a neutral place emotionally. So that's not good. Um, okay. So that's just, you know, for future reference, <laughs> whenever you guys ah. make some big decisions. Um, and then, so something that... Um, I like to look at is our will center. It's this tiny little triangle off to the side. Um, it's uh, it's named the heart center, but it has nothing to do with love. It has everything to do with self-worth and will. Dawn, yours is defined. So that means that you have this really great willpower. And you know what? If Dawn can't do it, no one can, okay? <laughs> so it's it's really neat how, um, you know, how your willpower works and, and how strong it is. Your husband, on the other hand, doesn't have his defined. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have willpower. Actually, when he's near you, he likely feels empowered like that often. Like he can do things, you know, no matter what it is kind of thing. But it also has to do with self-worth. And so because his is um, open or undefined, the one of the best ways that you can love on him and like make him feel good is by making sure he feels worthy and appreciated um and that he doesn't have to do more because he's already worthy of what he does does that make sense yep it sure does <laughs> um and so and i've noticed and I, I do a lot of work with love languages too but i do it in combination with this and so what i've noticed is every person that i've ever met um, that I've worked with who has an open or an undefined um, heart center, one of their love, one of their top love languages is words of affirmation because we need that. It's like, and, and the thing is, even if we're giving it to ourselves, like even if we're just, you know, kind of boosting ourselves up, you're worthy. You know, what you're doing is enough. You're enough. Yeah, right. Um, it's really helpful. So um, that's neat. And then let's see, I'm trying to look the next piece. Oh yeah. Um, so something else is that you have at the very bottom of your chart, your root center, which is the pressure. It's a pressure center that pushes all kinds of energy up through your body. Your root center is defined, whereas your husband's is not. So what's really cool is that when there's something to get done, Dawn's root center says, come on, Dawn, let's go. And then you get to going and, and you just start taking care of the business. And then whenever the business is done, your root center switches off and you can relax. Okay. On the other hand, your husband's is not that is not defined. And so he may feel this constant pressure to be like, uh oh, okay, I gotta get it done. I gotta get this done. I gotta get this done. <laughs> and he does he may not feel that satisfaction 
of yeah. getting it done. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, and so when you get that satisfaction of getting things done and he doesn't, sometimes it's like you might want to say, well, why don't you just relax? Oh my God. <laughs> am I am I am I hitting the nail on the head here? Yes, yes. Yeah. That's uh, what I always say. Why can't you just sit still? Just, just sit down. You, poor man, he can't. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's that's something that I've noticed too. My husband and I actually have the same dynamic. Mine is defined and his isn't. And so he'll feel this pressure to like keep going. And I'm like, I need you to rest. I need you, yeah. I need you to rest. Isn't that so funny? It is it's it's super funny. Yeah. Um and then another thing, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but your husband is likely, if he listens to it, he's likely very intuitive. Um, he probably has a very strong intuition about things yeah. just naturally. Yep. Um, and that it's, that's because he has a defined spleen. So naturally, he's got this just really heavy intuitive ability, which is really cool. Yours is actually undefined, which is interesting. But what it also means is that you can, if he's sick, the chances of you knowing it is pretty high. Like if he's feeling yucky or feeling like, yeah. does that make sense? Yep. And that's mm -hmm. actually because you can pick up on that energy coming from him. You're feeling it and you're like, oh, he doesn't feel very good today. <laughs> you oh, know? That's funny. Yeah. So that's a, it's a really amazing superpower of those who have undefined spleens to actually be able to feel that about other people around them, which is really cool. Um, I completely skipped over the head center, which is the very top. And it's also a pressure center pushing energy down. Now, Dawn, yours is defined. And so what that means is that you're internally inspired. You don't need anybody else to inspire you. You got this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really cool. Being a prior hairdresser, it's like, oh, I've got like, you just become inspired on your own. And you probably shared ideas of, hey, this would look really great on you. You know, right. things like that. Yes. Naturally. Yeah. Whereas your husband's is, is undefined. Um, those of us with undefined head centers, we take in all the inspiration from around us and then we have to process it. It's a lot. I was um, going to say, that sounds like a lot. It is. And we can get, and my, mine is undefined. And so we can get really overwhelmed sometimes taking in all the things. And so we honestly have to sometimes um, honestly meter it or, you know, kind of like turn things away. So those of us with undefined head centers, we end up being the ones who like subscribe to all the emails. <laughs> and like, so our inboxes are overflowing with just everything. Right. When in reality, we really need to just unsubscribe to a lot of stuff because it just clogs up our thinking space. Um, and so if you ever find him getting overwhelmed, just kind of help him recognize he's being overwhelmed um, yeah. and just kind of help him to unsubscribe to the things around him. So if, you know, there's a lot going on, maybe go to a quieter place, things like that. Again, it sounds more like childish, but it's, it's so not because adults still get so overwhelmed. Um, just like, just like kids do. It's just, we're just, we kind of kids. Yeah. We're just <laughs> older kids. That's all we are. Um, you know, our brains are fully developed, but we still get overwhelmed. So it's really neat. Um, you know how that works but what it can also mean occasionally is because you're internally inspired um he may try to like say hey here's an idea and you'd be like absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not saying that you do but it's possible okay <laughs> um my oldest daughter has a defined head center and uh let's just say it is like that and it has that been 
headstrong uh yeah headstrong now that also has to do with your will center so your your heart center is defined and so you've got you've got a very strong will to get things done <laughs> but then you also have this defined head center and you're like this is this is the way <laughs> yours is a defined head center and ajna so it's like this is the way to go this is oh, the way okay. i am going <laughs> um, burn. a little yeah <laughs> but like not bad but you know, but, oh, but yeah. you get things done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you get things done. Oh man. One of the other neat things that I've, uh, I'm looking at you guys' charts and it's, it's pretty cool. Now you you can tell me because when I was pulling his chart throughout the day, um, of his birthday, he has, um, he, he's either one of these two things. So I'm going to tell you what each of them are. And then you're going to tell me which one sounds more like him. Okay. All right. So it the for your profile line it kind of your profile kind of tells you your overall personality trait it's like the heaviest personality trait you carry so this is he's either a profile 5 or a profile 6 so his pro, profile 5 is they kind of people project on them what they need and they just become it it doesn't matter what it is. So if you need a shoulder to cry on, they're there. If you need a warrior, they're there. And they just kind of morph into it. Um, they're, it's really cool. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, and, and, and they also provide these really kind of occasionally off the wall suggestions or processes. And people kind of look at them like they're crazy, but then they know it works and they try it. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's a line five. On the other hand, the line six is really the line six is the most transformative so in their earliest years so before the age of 30 um line sixes are boundary pushers they learn every single lesson there is to learn the hard way and there is no getting around it it's like they they can't not do it <laughs> you tell them mm -hmm. here's the line and they have to cross it it's not an option um on the other hand when they turn 30 around 30 32 it's when their Saturn returns um, to its original place when they were born. Um, they go through this sit back and observe phase. So they're no longer in this boundary pushing phase. They're just observing and they're watching and they're just kind of gathering wisdom. And then finally, when they turn about 60, when Saturn returns the, the second time, um, they actually become this just fountain of knowledge and wisdom and it's incredible so do you find that he's more of a five the first one or more of a six i would say six yeah um because i when i met him he had gone through a lot prior yeah. to meeting me and um had learned a lot of his own life lessons so um and he definitely sits back and observes yeah everything everybody <laughs> Um, yeah, he's like a professional at that. So, I love it. and he is a wealth of knowledge already and he's oh, yeah. just in his forties. So I can't imagine what he'll be like when he's 60. I can't wait to hear about that transformation because it's <laughs> going to happen. I'm telling you. Yeah. So yeah. that makes a ton of sense. Um, because it changed. So here's what I'm predicting. Well, I'll tell you, I'll text you what time, uh, <laughs> what time I think he was born. Okay. Um, but it was before noon that day. So and which, which, but it was after eight o'clock, after 8 a.m., but before noon is what I'm predicting based on what you've told me. So, okay. the other piece of his profile line, so we all have two pieces. One of them was, of course, and I don't know if you remember this from when you spoke with the other human design expert, but 
One of them was your design side. So the side that was created three months before you were born. And then the other is your, is, um, your, oh my goodness. Now I've just lost the whole, your personality side. There we go. Okay. I was going (laughs) to say, no, we didn't talk about any of this. Gotcha. So yeah, you have your design side, which happened three months before you were born. It's not as strong because you were still in your mother's womb. Okay. When it happened. Um, and then your other side, your personality side, which was literally right when you were born. So the second piece of his is that he is a, a line two, which is he's a hermit. And ah. so what that means, it doesn't mean that he hides all the time, but what it does mean is that sometimes whenever, especially, um, you know, if there are lots of things to think about or process, he needs to be alone. Yes. <laughs> and, a million percent. Yeah. Yes. And, and let me tell you, they need that hermit time. And if they don't have that hermit time, there could be consequences. Yeah. Um, they just get very overwhelmed and irritable. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. Yours, on the other hand, you are actually a 5-1. So you have that, that whoever, whatever it is needed, people are going to project that on you and you're going to step up and do it. Um, you know, and that has a lot to do. I love that, that you were a hairdresser because when people needed an ear, you were the ear when people needed suggestions and a wisdom or, you know, a wise expert, you were that, you know what I mean? Right. So it makes total sense that you're aligned five. Um, and you probably suggested some interesting little things to them sometimes that might've <laughs> sounded a little off the wall, but they probably worked. Yeah. Um, and then you're a line one. Um, so line ones are called the investigators. And um, I, I too am a line one. And we have this need to learn all the things about stuff, you know, especially things we're interested in because as generators, we get really passionate about certain things. And so we just have the need to just like suck it all up. Let me go buy all the books. So you might have books that you haven't finished, you know? Um, (laughs) So that's, and and so when I'm telling you about these profiles, because it helps us to kind of understand a little bit more about our partners. Um, So like when you make an off the wall suggestion, you say, look, this is just the way I am. I've made an off the wall suggestion. (laughs) And so your husband will now understand why, Um, you know, or, or if, you know, you're buying another book, look, I'm a line one. It's not an excuse. I'm just letting you know, I want to, I want more information. Yeah. Even though I haven't finished the last one. It's okay. Right. Um, And so it's being a line one can sometimes be really difficult. Okay. You like mm-hmm. me- metering because I will, I will want to spend all my money on coursework, you know, learning the next thing. And I just, I haven't mastered the first one, you know, it's just terrible. Yeah. But it's just this urge that we had. It's terrible. But, <laughs> but what's amazing is that we can, we have to embrace the fact that we are in fact experts when we are um, and that we know enough when we do. I know that sounds funny, but it's like my coach, she was like, uh, my business coach says, but you know so much, you know enough to share with people and to teach people. And, you know, this was months back. And I said, but I just don't feel like I know enough. I need more. She says that's your line one. You really don't. <laughs> she was like, you can continue to learn and that's wonderful, but you know enough to help people. And that's what matters, right? Oh, and that's like, really cool. Oh. And so I have to breathe. I'm like, yes, that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what's adding so much to your 
your arsenal. Like right. you're doing the uh, human design, but then you're also talking love languages and then you're doing counseling and teaching. I mean, like that's a lot of things, but it's going to make you original. It's going right. to make you your own niche. Yes, absolutely. She's been after me about that. She's like, what makes you, you? And I'm like, I'm just me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you're, you're crazy in depth about this. I had no idea that it, you were going to do all this work for me. It's so interesting. It's but I, something that I love. I can't help it. I really can't. It's terrible. Oh, <laughs> it's fascinating though. Like I think people that listen to this are going to be like, what? So you, you definitely have to promote yourself where they can find you. Um, but, uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you, what would be the ideal way for us to communicate then based on what you're seeing in front of you? Um, what What's my weakness? What do I need to work more on? And same for him. Okay. So for, for as far as weaknesses are concerned, I would say probably making sure you personally, making sure that whenever he gives you or whenever he may not see things the same way that you do, Give him the space to express it. Give him the space to, to give you all those options that he sees. So at least he feels heard. Okay. Um, And then for him, giving you the grace to make sure that you're giving you the grace to be that fluid personality that you do have, you know, depending on where you are and not to get frustrated with you, which I highly doubt he does, but it's just, <laughs> you know, maybe, but, and then just keeping up with that, that love language of for him, making sure that you're loving on him in the way of, you know, Hey, you're doing great. This is, you are enough. You are worthy of, and it, sometimes it, for men, I've noticed that sometimes for men, it happens at work. They like feel like they have to push harder because they're not worthy, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just something that, you know, to affirm for him, hey, you're doing enough. You're doing plenty. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that, oh, with helping him rest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Help assuring, hey, you know, you've done enough. It's time to rest because, yes. you know, but not not nagging too hard because it's hard for him to rest. So we have to kind of give them grace. <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult for them to rest. But yeah. I think that's probably, you know, for the most part, what we've covered a lot. So I could probably message this to you to where you guys can oh keep gosh. it for later. Yeah. It's so interesting, though. Just, I mean, you did, you nailed it in so many of the things things you said, I can't, I'm, my mind is blown right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and what you're talking about doing, like helping mothers communicate with their daughters. I think that is a I'm huge opportunity pumped. right there. Like that would be ginormous. I felt like for me and my daughter, it was the seventh and eighth grade. I yes. fan that cause girls can just be terrible to other girls at that age. Yep. And the hormones are raging and I feel like they just hold so much of it in and they don't think that you were ever their age or would ever understand. Right. Um, oh, I hated that age. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. But, we're there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's tough. But you get through it. And now my daughter, she's in her 20s and we're close. And I couldn't imagine not having a daughter that's like a built-in best friend. I so, love that. Oh, yes. I can't wait. One day. Yes. Um, okay. So 
Elizabeth, share how people can find you because I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to try and search you out and have their charts done to get this all figured out, how we can communicate. Um, Probably the easiest way is if you guys have Facebook, um, looking, looking me up, I've I'm assuming you have, you'll have my name up there. Yes. I'll put everything in the show. Okay, notes perfect. For sure. Yes. Okay. Facebook is easy. My profile is public. You'll be able to see me check out everything that I stand for. Um, it's Elizabeth Harrington Haynes. If you guys want to look at some of the tips that I have on Instagram, it's at cultivating connections, coaching. Um, yeah. And so you can see all of that on there as well. All kinds of tips and, and tricks to help you in your relationship. If you're not ready to reach out just yet. So. Oh, that's awesome. I can't thank you enough. This flew. It's 42 minutes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Then you need to take like some breaths and get a drink of water. (laughs) Yes, definitely some water. So much information, but it was amazing. And I cannot wait to air this. I think people are just going to just be shocked at all the information you can give. Thank you so much for having me. I I truly enjoyed it. I hope that my passion just shone through because I just can't stop talking about it. (laughs) Yes, it did. I was just like, breathe. Sorry if it was overwhelming. That's not what I meant. No, no, it was wonderful. And I can't wait to um, put it to good use. It's I think everybody can take a moment to pause in their relationships and think of how they can make things better. So very good service. Thank you so much. And I'll be in touch. Thank you, Dawn. Have a wonderful night. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you.